0: Hey guys, this week I'm coming to you with a twin story. Who doesn't love twins? And this one is twins, vaginal, unmedicated, three and a half hours apart. I happen to have been their doula also. So Kelly and her partner, Justin, come on to talk all about their fertility journey, their loss, and then getting pregnant with twins And what it was like to really fight and advocate for a vaginal, unmedicated twin delivery with hours apart between baby A and baby B. is a really exciting and fun birth story. If you know someone who's pregnant with twins, will you share this episode with them? And then just a reminder, it was recorded live on Fireside, so there's no editing at all. If you are interested in watching me record some of the Birth Story podcast episodes live, then download the Fireside app, follow Birth Story podcast, and you can join the audience and I can even bring you on stage. All right, let's get to it. Whether you are pregnant, trying desperately to get pregnant, or you just love a good birth story, I hope you will stick around and be part of this birth story family. Hey guys, before we get started, I just want to jump on and remind you about Birth Story Academy. And if you are listening in the window from December 1st, 2021 to February 1st, 2022, pre-sales are going on now for 50% off. So 50% off, it's 98 bucks, 98 bucks. You get a copy of the birth story podcast. You get downloadable um, digital birth affirmations. You get all the birth planning templates and you get my 20 module course. Like this is a great deal. My private dual clients pay over $3,000 for this. So for $98, jump into my private Facebook community. There's already about 100 people that have joined and on february 1st we're going to dive in when class begins so it's an online childbirth course you take it at your own pace there's 20 modules it's taught by me, a 17-year veteran birth doula with a less than 7% cesarean rate. And I am going to teach you everything that you need to know and every decision you need to make about your hospital birth so that you too have the best chance of having that low, low cesarean rate like all of my doula clients enjoy. So I hope I will see you in class. You just go to birthstory.com, click on BirthStory Academy, and use that code. Birth story podcast for 50% off if you're in that window. Prices go up February 1st. Goodbye wait bot. <laughs> Yay, I love the clapping. Okay, let's turn on our videos. Turn on video. All right, let's see how I do this here. Click on the little thing that looks like a flag in the bottom left. Mm-hmm. with a yellow circle and it'll just say turn on video.
1: Uh, Heidi, I'm technically challenged here. Let's
0: see. Leave stage. Let me see.
1: No, 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 no. Let
0: me see if I can ask you. Um, invite to video mode. I just invited you. Got it. Perfect. That's easier. See? I'm learning Fair. fireside too. Yeah. Hey, Top Knot Headband. I know. How's pretty it going? <laughs> pretty good. I'm so excited to have you on the Birth Story podcast, Kelly. Yay. I
1: am excited to be here.
0: Okay. Well, for everyone that's listening later, this is an unedited live recording that we're starting on the Fireside app. So if anybody wants to download Fireside, I've been recording my interviews live on Fireside. It's an app that was created by Mark Cuban and I was invited to be one of the early content creators. So I'm really excited. They make it easy for me too, Kelly, because we just record live and then we're done.
1: <laughs> it's good. The easier, the better.
0: Yeah. So today we're talking about twins, vaginal, three hours such apart and precipitous labor. So we're going to talk about your first birth with your son, Grayson, and then we're going to talk about getting pregnant with twins. And then we're going to talk about how to rock an effing vaginal delivery in a hospital with twins. You just have to have the right tools and education, right, Kelly? And the right doula, yes. And the right doula. Okay. So full disclosure, I was Kelly's doula. So (laughs) we should start there. So I'm going to be um, inauthentically, I guess, asking you questions that I already know the answers to um, creating a roadmap of storytelling for everyone listening, though. Um, so Kelly, don't roll your eyes when I'm like, how did you know you were in labor? (laughs) And a little bit. Okay. So Kelly, let's start at the very beginning. Let's tell us a little story about you and your love muffin, Justin, and (laughs) how, you know, your life came to be as a couple looking to have children.
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm 41. We live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I met my husband in 2012, Justin, at a bar. It's not an exciting story, but um, so we went and got married in 2016. We lived in Charlotte, moved to New York City for a little bit, moved back to Charlotte. Um, And after we got married in 2016, I think we waited two and a half ish years and decided it was time to start trying for babies. He was ready to start right away. I needed more time, but uh, when we started trying, we got pregnant the first. The first time, and unfortunately, had a miscarriage, um, and then it took about nine months or nine months, nothing happened. So then we went and see, sought help, um, and we did fertility treatments. So we just had to do two IUIs. So we were pretty lucky from that perspective, and then I got pregnant with my first son, Grayson. Um, I guess it was 2019, and he was born in May of.
0: 2019. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back. So you spontaneously get pregnant. Mm -hmm. First try. First try. How long did you carry for before you miscarried? About 11 ish weeks. Kelly, that's far. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it
1: was one of the darkest and hardest things that I personally have been through. And I know a lot of women who unfortunately have experienced that as well. And if not even later. So, it's, um, it's a lot more common than people realize.
0: Is it on the table for me to ask you some questions about it? Sure. Okay. Um, how did you find out?
1: That I was miscarrying? Yeah. Um, I was at work actually and, um, started bleeding and called the doctor and they said just monitor and it if it gets heavy or, um, thicker or anything like that, call us back. And that's exactly what happened. So it just progressively got worse. And they brought me in for an ultrasound and I just went right from work. I was silly. I don't know. I, this was pre COVID. So Justin could have ca- come with me, but, um, I was just like, no, I, I don't know. I'm just going to go straight to the doctor instead of going home and picking him up. And then, yeah, I went there and found out that, um, there was no longer a heartbeat. So
0: was the gestational sac still inside of you?
1: Yes. Gestational SAC was still there. So then we were scheduled for a D and C, I believe it is, the following day.
0: Okay. The following day. Because Mm -hmm. did they give you the option to just keep kind of contracting and miscarrying on your own? They did.
1: And I chose not to go that route just from a mental standpoint. I just, it was already... I was already, and and it was so quick. It happened so fast. And I went to the doctor they couldn't find a heartbeat and then they sat me down to have that conversation. So it was kind of overwhelming, but I just decided to, um, mentally that probably was not the best choice for me.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a year later you find yourself in a fertility clinic because you said you got pregnant right away. You carried for Mm -hmm. three months, you miscarried and then tried for nine more months with no, no pregnancies hmm Nothing, yeah.
1: And I was like crazy psycho. And you you know me, Heidi. I mean, I had like notebooks and I was charting things and taking tests every morning, multiple times a day. Justin and I were both traveling for work and I would make him meet me. I think there was one instance where I made him meet me in Atlanta and switch his meetings so that we could be in the same hotel room. And, I mean, I was being crazy about it. Did it, girl. I know, right? <laughs> um, nothing. It wasn't working. And it there was no... Um, Like my cycles were just so out of whack. So I went to the doctor and they said, because of your age, just go ahead and go to a fertility clinic. So we were lucky that our insurance covered it, um, which is amazing. Justin has really good insurance through his company. So yeah, we went to a fertility clinic here that a lot of people go to um, and had an amazing doctor and we had a really good experience there. So,
0: okay. How old were you? I was
1: 37. 37.
0: Okay. 37. Mm -hmm. So, so 37. So you roll up to the fertility clinic. Does Justin go with you? The first time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is that Justin watching us right now? I think so. I, I told him to join. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Hey, Justin, we could bring him on the stage in a minute too, if you wanted to. Um, do you think he wants to come on stage or is he at work? He will. Yeah. He's no, he's around. Uh, I think he has a little bit of
1: just a limited time, but he, he said okay. he could pop out.
0: Well, he's here. So I'm going to bring him on stage. I've never done this before. <laughs> let's see if he says yes. If, if you can't come on, Justin, just decline. So let's see. Speakers, Justin, invite. Let's see if Justin comes on or not. Let's see. Invite to video mode. Because I was just about to ask you this question about going into this fertility clinic with Justin. So, yeah. Justin, are you on? Can you hear us? Oh, here he is. <laughs> he is. This is so cool. Hey, Justin, thanks for being on the podcast again. Justin was on the um, Daddy Boot Camp episode like eight, two years ago. I think We're on mute. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry, Justin. It's just live TV. <laughs> <I'm> just <kidding. laughs> I don't know how to unmute him. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see, Justin. I think if you, I can turn on your video, but I don't know how to turn on your volume. Um, there's a little circle in the bottom left-hand corner with a yellow dot and two lines. Oh, and um, it's, he just turned his video off. So maybe he's oh. trying to do it. And um. And, and then there's a microphone at the very bottom. How's that? Do you hear me? Boom, yeah. you're on. Okay, let me invite you. <laughs> let me invite you to video mode. Okay, here we go. We got Justin on. Yay. So, Justin, I was just asking um, Kelly, she was about to walk me into that fertility clinic nine, after nine months of trying after a miscarriage. And I was just asking her the question, Did Justin go with you? So, that's where we're at in this part of the story. So Justin, were you there? I was. Yeah. Okay. So you guys said, Kelly, you said you did two uh, IUIs. Mm-hmm. But a couple you, times. You win a couple times?
2: Yeah, we get the fun experience of going, you know, a couple of hours before and sitting in that lovely weird room by ourselves with the weird 1980s TV. It's, it's a great experience.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I heard it's like a cattle call. Where they, like, yeah, don't give is. you an appointment time and they just tell you to be there at 6 in the morning and it's, yeah. like, a whole bunch of couples who haven't brushed their teeth yet just, like, yeah. waiting yeah. to get in the front door. This yeah, and, like,
1: for the blood work because I was getting monitored every couple of days. Yeah, and there's, like, a line. I'm sure some of your, you probably know, but there's, like, a line into the parking lot. And, yeah, you just it's like, first come, first serve and you just have to get up and jump out of bed and go get in line, so –
0: Oh my goodness. Okay. So what did they determine at this fertility clinic that made you eligible for IUI?
1: Um, nothing there there was no, it was that unknown. I don't remember the medical term, what they put the insurance, but there was no known reason. Yes. Unexplained. Unexplained. Everything looked great, was working properly for both of us. Um, I personally think my cycles were crazy. So I would just have, some cycles would be 45 days. Some would be 65 days. Some would be 30 days. And I would ovulate on day 19 and then 30 and then 45. So it was just very, it was just hard to time. I, I mean, who knows? But okay. yeah, they couldn't find anything. It was, it was unexplained.
0: So probably on the first time, you just happened to have had sex on the right day at the right time and the right moment. And yep. then for um, Grayson, we just had to facilitate you know, yeah, (laughs) this, this this meeting, you know? Okay. So you said two IUIs. So did the first one fail? Yeah.
1: First one failed. And then the second one thankfully worked. So it was pretty
0: painless all
1: in all compared to, you know, obviously what some women go through.
0: Okay. Justin, how would you describe your experience at the fertility clinic? Um,
2: when I was with Kelly, it, it, it was great. I mean, the doctor was phenomenal. We loved him. Um, but when I had to go by myself, it was it was weird. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like
0: (laughs) to deposit a sample. Yeah, it's like you're
2: basically
1: going there.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There's this bathroom you go into that they've tried to deck out, but it's still a hospital bathroom. Let's be clear about that. And there's this 1980s material they give you, if you will. And you know, you walk out and there's like all these moms and grandmas and future mothers sitting there and they're all looking at you like, I know what you just did. I'm like, oh, God, get me out of here. Oh,
0: no. I think I would need yeah. like AirPods and then like Kelly on FaceTime video or something okay. like that. You know what I mean? You know what? Like They should facilitate like some sort of like video chat to make that go like a little bit faster, easier.
2: Yeah. So. A little uh, help, if you will, Heidi.
0: Yeah. Just a little <laughs> bit of help. Okay. So, um, so now I sort of remember like you, we said this worked via IUI the first time, but I remember specifically Justin saying like, well, we decided to have sex anyway. We did. So like.
1: He swear, yeah. He swears up and down that this happened the old fashioned way. Cause we did have sex. Right after, I think they told us to, I think they tell you, I can't.
2: The night, the night before and and right after. Yeah, The
1: night before. And then right after they tell you just to like do it all. So we did that following instructions. Um, So he swears that his little swimmers got there on their own and they didn't need um, the Turkey baster, but I don't know. I I think I I'm going to trust the the process and assume that it was the IUI that worked.
0: And with this, particular story, we're talking about, um, just one, 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 just one Grayson, right? Like, so just, you know, we're going to get into the double story (laughs) in a minute, but like for this particular one, we get like one egg meets one sperm and, you know, Grayson comes into being. So what I want to do, Kelly, is I and Justin, whoever wants to talk, I kind of want to walk through, um, I want to skip through um, Grayson's pregnancy, just for time's sake. And I want to just go into like a little bit of Grayson's birth. And then I want to do this all over again for getting pregnant with the twins. And then we're going to walk through that recipe for, um, you know, a successful planning and preparing for successful vaginal birth um, with both twins. So, um, everything with Grayson's pregnancy, how how did that go?
1: It was great. It was, um, I had a great pregnancy. It was easy. I was content. I wasn't, I was never really uncomfortable. Um, this story will change in just a little bit, but, um, no, it was, it was wonderful. And I think at 37 weeks spontaneously, my water broke 37 weeks on the dot. Um, that morning it broke over Memorial day weekend. It like 10 AM, Justin was golfing. Um, and then things progressed quickly as you know. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so if anyone wants to hear Justin's version of the story, go back in the podcast and find like two years ago and find the daddy Boot Camp episode. I'll also put it in the show notes too, because we've got Justin's, whole amazing, I interviewed <laughs> Justin on this birth story. So that's pretty good. So let's get Kelly's perspective today on the birth story of Grayson. So your, you, your water breaks, Absolutely. where are you, what are you doing? Like what's going on in your mind?
1: Yeah. So it was Memorial day weekend and Justin was golfing and I was, I was really tired that day. I, I had pretty high energy the whole time, but I was really, really tired. So I laid in bed. It was about 10 ish in the morning And then I started feeling kind of weird. Something was going on. So I remember getting up on all all fours on my bed and doing cat-cow, like the yoga cat-cow. And all of a sudden I hear this, I, I like something, I don't know if it was like a, I don't know if I heard the pop yet, but something felt weird. So I actually stood up and walked off my bed. And then there was this pop gush of water, like just a puddle. And I was like, all right, I guess we're having a baby today. And I think I actually... You were in Florida, and so yep. I think I texted you and then Sarah. Um, like a
0: great doula at 37 weeks. <laughs> I was at Disney World. <laughs> well, we, we
1: didn't know. We had no idea. But yeah, and I called the doctor. But yeah, it was it was funny because I knew something was up when I was laying in bed that morning, and I was like, I don't think so. I'm only 37 weeks. This isn't going to happen yet. But yeah, as soon as I stood up, it was like out of a movie. And now I've learned that that's usually not the case. Sometimes it trickles and can last days. But it was pop and just a gush. gush. Um,
0: and then I believe you lost your mucus plug shortly after that. if I memory did. Serves. I did. I sent you a picture over text yep. message. So, yeah. Like, I think I got the series of like, my water broke. Oh, my <laughs> mucus plug just came out. Okay. Now, then what happened with Grayson? So, how did that so, labor go?
2: Because I wasn't there,
1: um, I know. No, well, the nurse triage said basically, "Come in." And knowing what I had learned from you and your podcasts, I I was like, "I'm not ready to go in yet." We know we have some time; things aren't progressing. So I did call Justin and tell him to come home immediately. And you can listen to that podcast because he was on the golf course and like running people things over. I don't even know. Um, But he got home, and we had the bags packed, car ready to go, and then we were just kind of waiting. And it was funny. I started. I, I just in my mind, I thought I had hours and hours, possibly days. It was my first baby. I had never gone through it before, um, and I was just getting progressively more and more uncomfortable as the day went on. And we were like sitting there trying to watch a movie, and I couldn't even sit on the couch. I had to keep moving. I had to get on my, you know, the labor ball. I had to like really focus on my breathing. And I was like, this just doesn't seem right. Like, why? Why am I in this much pain already? Because it was about.
0: Um, I'm going to have to mute Justin. I know, he's causing a rockets back there. Oh, sorry. I'm like, Justin, mute it. No, I'm just kidding. He's back. All right. He just had to get more comfortable. Justin just had to get more comfortable. He's getting anxiety thinking about being on the golf course and having to like, you know, (laughs) we got him antsy and we got him moving. Okay. But Justin gets back.
1: Yeah. So we ended up, and now I'm backtracking. So we did go to the hospital about one 30 ish and they checked, they said, Yep, your water's broken. Um, and we just they, they tried to admit us and we I remember talking to you, we said, No, we're gonna go home and we wanna labor at home as long as possible. So we just sign a form, told us what to keep an eye out for since we were leaving. Um, and then we went back home. And then that's when things started to pick up quickly. And I was sitting there thinking, like, why is this? We have hours, right? We have days, like, what is going on? Um, and I started tr- Timing my contractions and realizing that you know this was getting more painful, something wasn't right. I think I was in contact with you a couple times, and I'll never forget. Um, I had got on the. You said call me, and I called you, and you were in Florida, and I was leaning on the edge of the couch, and I was a contraction was coming on, and I was breathing through it. And whatever you heard at that moment, you said Kelly, this like calm, serene voice. You need to hang up with me. I'm going to call Sarah. I need to go to the hospital right now. And I was like. Okay, <laughs> so we hung up the phone, and then as soon as we got in the car, it was like game on. Well, like, Z- what Z- I Z- heard was like
0: active labor, transitiony kind of labor. I wasn't hearing like early labor, like my water just broke and I went into labor. I was hearing like, "You need to get to the hospital because I think that your baby is coming soon, and I need to get a doula to the hospital to meet you there." to deliver your baby. Um, so Justin, what what were you thinking in that moment when you were like, when Kelly was like, the doula just told us go back to the hospital. You're like, we just left the hospital. Yeah, a couple hours ago.
2: I guess I, <clears throat> I that's when it became real for me, right? Because, I mean, not to go too deep into like, you know, our conversations and, and what I was thinking about a doula beforehand, I just... Well, I could hear something innate, and, and I like the how you use the word primal because I think that's the best word to describe it. And it, I didn't, I wasn't really using the voca- vocabulary well enough to use the word primal until I heard you say it. So I heard Kelly making those sounds, and then I heard your confidence in go to the hospital, and then my, you know, like we talked about in the podcast, my instincts kicked in, and it was okay, it's go time, and it was just yeah. let's rock.
0: Yep. It is go time. So yeah. you guys go to the hospital, <laughs> walk in the front door, go to, where'd you go? Go to triage Kelly. Yeah, we went, well,
1: they had just seen us. So, and we had called, or no, maybe we didn't call. I don't remember. We parked, yeah. we put, we parked our car and put the flashers on and we never actually parked the car until after Grayson was born. Cause that's how fast everything happened. But so we went up and I think they sent us they got us directly to a room. Um, it was directly across from the desk where you check in and it was like a madhouse. I just remember it was so frantic. And I remember thinking I'm going to vomit everywhere. I like, wh- what is going on? <laughs> I think this baby's coming. I had the urge to push even walking from the car up to the the station where we check in. And I think the, like the room wasn't ready and the nurses were kind of like, well, she was, I just, I, I get the sense that they were like, she was just here. There's no way that she's actually in labor. And, um, yeah, I remember, I remember feeling like I'm going to throw up. I need to push this baby out, get a doctor in here now. Justin was like running around trying to get a doctor in. And then finally he came in and checked me and said, yep, you're ready to push. And it just happened. It just happened so fast. Like I, I blinked like and I feel like, yeah, I mean, it was three pushes later and he was born. Um, so we went to the hospital at like 1-ish 30 and I think he was born 530, um, we had gone home in between, obviously. So it just so progressed you went at quickly. like 1
0: went home, mm-hmm. was like, talk to me. And I'm like, go back. And he was born at 5 30 p.m. Mm-hmm. So really, really, really fast. Now, yeah. my memory of that day is that I had sent another doula, Sarah from Sage Mama Doula, to be who is your backup doula. And Sarah's texting me, going, Heidi, they're not responding. And I was like, <laughs> well, <laughs> They're probably having a baby then if they're not responding. (laughs) Like, like, they'll let you know when they have a baby. And, and I think Sarah was able to go up and see you after Grayson was born. But so no doula. So I'm going to transition this with like funny, not funny, but I kind of Justin comes on the podcast to tell his story. And I, he was like, buy one, get one free. And I was like, oh. yeah, 100%. Like, like, no doula made it to your birth. Like, for sure, you'll never pay for doula services again. Like, don't worry about it. Okay. So now I get this call later from Kelly telling me, Well, I know Justin asked for buy one, get one, but what about buy one, get two when you guys found (laughs) out you were pregnant with twins? Before we get too far ahead though, do you want to talk about getting pregnant with the twins? Yeah. So it
1: was, um, it's just, it's crazy how life works. So Grayson was born happy, healthy. We had a great nursing experience, but I hadn't got my cycle back yet. And we knew that with my age, we kind of wanted to do it sooner than later. And what if it took another year and a half? So we, we decided I stopped nursing him about eight months, got my cycle back. I think I waited one cycle. And then we started trying again. Um, we didn't do anything fancy. We kind of timed it. I was like sort of loosely tracking it. Nothing like the first time around thinking that we had some time. This might take a while. And on the third month, lo and behold, um, in the middle of a pandemic, we got pregnant. and so. It was surprising because it was so easy compared to the last time around. But um, yeah, we got that eight week or, oh, you know what was going on? I had actually reached out to the fertility clinic and said, I think we're going to start trying again if it doesn't happen in six months. I reestablished myself as a patient um, just in case we needed to kind of get back in there. And so I actually had messaged them and said, I got a positive test and they brought me in for monitoring for the blood work the first couple of weeks just to make sure that my HCG was going up. Um, and then we got into my OB and they confirmed that I was in fact pregnant.
0: I love that you were so proactive. Like you said, like mm-hmm. I reestablished like the fertility care, but like we were going for it ourselves because like according to Justin, you guys did it the old fashioned way anyway with your two <laughs> IUIs. So like here we go. I mean, this really kind of proves Justin's point, though. So, like, before you ever get to all of that fertility stuff, you get pregnant just by having sex with each other, not going to do any of the fertility stuff. Um, but how, like when, when and how, what, like, how did you find out you were pregnant with twins? Like, what is that? I can't even, my mind cannot even wrap around what that is like. And then really quick, Justin, are you wanting to stay on with us for the whole time? I'd love for you to, if you want to, or do you want me to drop you?
2: Can I do another, say 20 minutes, 25 minutes? Is that okay?
0: Yeah. You stay on yeah. as long as you want and then say bye when you need to say bye. Cause yeah, I know and, and, we're
2: recording on a week, if you a need me day. to go or you just want to make it you two, just say so. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I
0: promise. No, I don't need you to go. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure because it is a work day. So I'm <laughs> like, just let <letting> us <laughs> know. So, but yes. really, I mean, this moment, like, you know, I have so many twin clients. I'm like my bestie had twins, like, but I still cannot wrap my brain around going and finding out I'm having twins. So like where, how did that go down? So it was um, May 27th. It was Grayson's first
1: birthday actually and we kept him home no from way. daycare. I know cuz we were like we're going to have this amazing day. We're going like, to take him and do all these things and um, I had a doctor's appointment that morning and I was so nervous. I was just really anxious from having a, having had a miscarriage in the past. I you know, I just want to I think it was the 8 week appointment. I think that's when I do it. So I was just anxious hoping that you know, we, we saw a heartbeat that things were looking normal and progressing as they should. And so my appointment was that morning and I had expressed, I mean, the, the wonderful ultrasound tech, she could tell I was nervous. It was like, just relax. It's okay. You know, and she, she was, um, she was lovely and she did the ultrasound. She's like, see, nothing to worry about. But I was by myself because of COVID. Um, so Justin was not allowed to go with me. So I, she was okay. like nothing to worry about. And I, thinking back, I think she did that just to calm my nerves because she could tell I was nervous. She She didn't tell me I had twins right away. She said, there's the baby, there's the heartbeat, everything looks great. Let's go ahead and FaceTime your husband now that we know everything's okay. And I was like, okay, great. Uh, even though there's a big sign that says, you know, no recording. Or so anything. you're so we... only
0: seeing one, like you're, uh-huh. you're only seeing one. She's good. Yeah. Okay. I know.
1: <laughs> and looking back, I, I'll tell you the story, but I was like, did you know the whole time in tears? She was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was, she was amazing. So we FaceTime Justin a couple times and he didn't answer. He eventually did after the fact. So she's like, well, go ahead and just, um, start recording because he'll want to see the, you know, he'll want to see the ultrasound. So I said, okay. Just thinking that, you know, she's just being really extra sweet to me. So I start recording on my phone and then she's like, well, I got something to show you. She's like, you know why you're so tired and you feel a little, you know, you feel you're feeling all these things. And then she scanned over and I mean, I just, Heidi, I was in shock. I was like, what, what? Oh my God. And I started hyperventilating. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. She was like, just breathe. I mean, she was, and she was like, they both look healthy and normal. And she was like, I don't even remember what she was saying because I was just in complete and utter disbelief. I was like, I don't know how this happened. This is amazing. This is a miracle. And I'm grateful. But what in the hell just happened?
0: <laughs> yes. So fraternal? Or I don't so they were.
1: Die die twins. So die die. 70, okay. Mm-hmm. So that technically, I guess, is like a 70% chance that they're most die die are fraternal, but I think it's like 70% chance they're fraternal. So it's two separate sacs, two separate placentas. Um, I remember her telling me that moment. She's like, these are the best type of twins you can have. They're, you know, the le- used most likely the least complications because there's some. I guess, types of twins that have more complicated pregnancies. So, yep, two two placentas, two sacs. We never did the blood test to confirm. We just kind of assumed they were fraternal. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Not, not identical. Yeah.
0: Not identical. Well, they started as di-di, and then they ended as mono-di. Yeah. <laughs> so, placenta, we'll talk yeah. about that at the end because that's really, um, that was a learning for me. So, I think that that was really cool. So, Justin, how does like let's loop Justin in? Justin, how in the world did you find out you were having twins? So, um,
2: you know, it was in the middle of the pandemic, right? So, May, it's hot and heavy. Uh, because of my line of work, I-, I was actually on the phone with the governor of Virginia and his team for their serology testing, like rolling out it to the state of Virginia. And um, she keeps FaceTiming me. And I'm like, oh, you know, and then I'm like, oh, my God, is something wrong? Like, well, and finally, I just said, Governor, hold on. I'll I'll be back.
0: (laughs) I love this. No big deal. Just pause, (laughs) Governor.
2: (laughs) You know, I I clicked over and the screen is just up and and the nurse is doing two, I think. And I just. He didn't literally
1: literally he said nothing. He said nothing on that phone call. All I saw was the ceiling fan. And I thought he passed out. I was like. Did you, are you, are you alive? Like, did you pass out? What is going on? I guess you dropped the phone
2: maybe. I did. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 I dropped the phone in disbelief. Like, Oh my goodness. And you know, like shed a tear two. And finally, you know, said, Kelly, hurry up, get home. I can't wait to, you know, give you a hug, blah, blah. And I didn't even click back over, just hung up the phone. Wow. Walk, just walked down. Total house, shock. Left them all on hold. Never came back to the phone call. Nothing. <laughs> And I walked out and sat on the porch and put my hand on my head and went, oh my Lord, this is going to be something else.
0: Wow. And you didn't lose your job? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> for yeah, hanging up did, on the governor? <laughs> I did call him back, you know, that, that afternoon and said, hey, I'm sorry, you know, this is what happened. You know, I apologize. And it was, it was all good. He was he was understanding.
0: <laughs> this is what happened. You have yeah. two new people to vote for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that I've created. Oh my gosh. This is so fun. Okay. So Kelly, you've got to wrap your brain around this. I mean, I think pretty instantly you guys called me and were like, yeah. can we cash in that buy one, get two for free? I was like hundred <laughs> percent. Like I'm at your beck and call. Like let's do this. Just FYI, everyone, Justin and Kelly did not have to pay me. But, for some ridiculous reason, they did anyway, because they're generous, amazing, loving well, people it, it, well, so you let's, deserve
2: let, well, let's be fair what, yeah, what, what you did the day the twins were born and how you helped through everything i mean that 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 paled in comparison to what we actually owe you, so let's let's be clear yeah. about that
0: uh, well, let's get to it <laughs> so. Well, first, I guess Kelly, people are probably really interested in how your pregnancy went. So you had a 37 week gestation delivery. Mm-hmm. You have a history of precipitous birth, and now we're at risk for both of those things with twins. Like, did you know right away? Like, I want to have a vaginal birth with twins.
1: I mean, that was I mean my that was my my hope. I mean, I was open to anything and knew that we had to do what was best for the health of the babies. Um, I know with Grayson, you know my. I lucked out because it was so fast, but I knew I wanted minimal to zero intervention if possible. And that's the same that I wanted for the twins. That was important to me based on a lot of the stuff that I had learned from you and your podcast. And, you know, I, I was, I was scared of a C-section to be honest. And I was scared if we start making, doing one intervention and then the next would happen and the next would happen and I would end up with a C-section. So that was my, my goal was a unmedicated vaginal delivery for the twins. I didn't know if it was possible, but that was my goal.
0: So what did that conversation look like with your um, providers, your health providers? So my,
1: I actually switched providers around 12 or 13 weeks based on a recommendation I got from you and from other folks, um, a more twin friendly practice, if you will. And they also had midwives and I was interested in having support from a midwife. Um, So I switched practices, loved them. I cannot say enough good things about everybody there. They were amazing. but the, the provider that I was seeing, the midwives were on board with whatever the one particular midwife that I saw was on board with whatever my wishes were. She, she encouraged me to do it. We talked about how that's possible and, you know, a couple different things. The provider was also on board, um, and he was supportive, but I got pushback, more pushback from him saying, yeah. what if there's, um, a breach, you know, if, if baby B turns breach at the end and you don't have an epidural, we're gonna have to go in there and get them and it can be very painful. Um, you know, there was a little bit more pushback. Ultimately, he said it's your decision. You can do what you want. I would highly encourage you to get the epidural, um, but they, but ultimately it's your call. So yeah. supportive, but I mean, I remember texting you a couple times after the appointment, like, am I crazy for thinking about? like that I can do this. I mean, am I just insane for doing this? But I found a couple of Facebook groups and a lot of women had shared their stories. It said the breach extraction, it's quick. Yeah, it's painful, but so is childbirth. Right. So it's like, it's 30 seconds and the baby's out and you're done. So the worst case scenario would have been having to go completely under if something went wrong without any, but then again, I, you know, I think talking to you and reading that's like in a true medical emergency, which would have been, you know, more, than likely unlikely. So yeah. yeah, they were supportive, but they let me decide. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But we talked about pro con risk, uh-huh. benefit, intuition, the pros of being able to move your body yep. versus the risk of baby B happening to flip breach and needing a 30 minute thing that you could breathe through. Right. Um, we had a lot of advocacy to do because we knew baby B or at some point they wanted you in the operating room too, mm-hmm. right? For maybe just baby A. So let's, let's recap. Let's, we're going to be outlining recipe for success. Okay. For vaginal twin birthing. Number one, a supportive husband who's on board with what your body's desires are. Check. Okay. Number two, a doula. Duh, you yep. have to, Okay, hundred percent. I I don't know how you could do it without. I'm gonna be honest. Like that's, I don't know how you can have a vaginal twin birth without it. Doula. Okay, it would not have
1: happened. Like it would have not
0: happened. I don't. It's, I don't
2: see any. Yeah, that would be impossible. Literally.
0: Yeah. I mean, so much advocacy, so hard, right? And then three. What you heard Kelly say? We switched providers, right? Like I had to have that tough conversation to be like, our best chance at a vaginal twin birth is at this practice. And even at that, you hear all the pushback and advocacy that had to go on with what I would consider to be like the premier place for the highest chance of achieving that, right? So we're starting to get that recipe, right? We're advocating, you're joining these Facebook groups, you're educating yourself, you've got the right team in place, how you're tiny kelly how in the world did you carry to it (laughs) (laughs) i mean i was
1: pretty uncomfortable i was i treated it like a freaking marathon though and i mean justin thinks i was crazy but i was like chiropractor body worker yoga i was like trying to stay active i was trying to do all these things i mean it was night and day compared to grayson um i i think at the end when my mucus plug started to fall out you were basically like bed rest. Like you have to, like, you have to basically just keep your feet up. Gravity is a real thing. Like you got to slow down. And so I did for the last several weeks, but I, I think I gained like 40 pounds, but, um, I mean, I was just, it was just, I was just uncomfortable towards the end. And I I honestly don't know how I would have gone much longer than 35 weeks really.
0: But, um, When did you lose your mucus plug? Because I remember like as a non-medical professional, like I put you on bed rest. Yes. Yeah. You like, said, yes. <laughs> I'm like, I know how you birth. I know how quickly you birth. I know how early you birth. Like, please get on bed rest. Please slow down. Yeah, I think
1: it was about 32, 30 or 32. I can't remember exactly. But we went in and they said, obviously, water's hadn't broken or anything. And that I, that, you know, this could happen for weeks, months, even. Um, it wasn't a big deal. And it wasn't like the first time around, like the whole darn thing fell out. It was just small pieces. So basically after that i went on like a modified bed rest like i stopped walking or you know i basically worked laying down in my bed for the last couple of weeks but yeah i want to say like 30 to
0: 32 ish somewhere around there my notes say 32 was for me okay yeah. yeah um but i remember also when we talk about bed rest we think about i also had talked to you about pelvic floor rest so like mm-hmm. not having sorry justin but like not having sex like not exercising, like really kind of like keeping the pressure off of our pelvic floor. Did, did you adhere to that?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that stopped a while before 32 weeks because I was so uncomfortable. Um, so big. There was, know, there so was no problem there. Yeah, no, we did. I mean, yeah, we took it. I took it. I was panicked. I was like, I just don't want these babies... Yeah, I don't, I want to keep them in as long as I can. So I like, and I'm a rule follower. So I like followed your instructions to a T. <laughs>
0: well, and there's so, there's a lot of prostaglandins in the seminal fluid. And yes, so it's yeah. just, you know, that can soften your cervix and, you know, the, like those are great for people that have one baby and are 41 weeks along. It's like not a great recipe at 32 weeks when you're losing, losing your mucus plug. So we know everything's already softening and opening. Okay. So you're both babies are head down. Like how both often babies- are they checking you?
1: Yeah. So I was doing maternal fetal medicine, basically every at towards the end, every other week. And then in between I had an OB appointment. So, and I was, st- I had just started to do the fetal monitoring where you sit there for a while. I'm not sure what it's called. They were both head down. Um, and so I was getting checked basically every week uh, and they had okay. been head down. they had flipped. I think they one had flipped they were transverse at one point point. Um, but yeah, both head down,
0: which helps our cause obviously. Yeah, it did. But you were, (laughs) like you said, you had the recipe though. You were going to Cairo, you were doing body work. Like you were literally doing everything that you could do to set yourself up for success. So Justin, at this point, what are you preparing for? Like, is this all about finances? Like bring me into like twin dad world and- Did we know the assigned sex, like, at this point? We did know the assigned sex, yes. Mm -hmm. We found out at
1: 18 weeks.
0: So you knew, like, I'm about to have three bros in this household. (laughs) Correct. Right? Okay. So, Justin, from, like, dad perspective, like, what in the world, like, what's going on at the end for you?
2: I mean, like, really not much. I mean, Kelly is... So organized, such a good mother, so well prepared. She just doesn't miss anything, right? So I'm just <laughs> I'm literally just trying not to annoy her, trying not to get in her way, you know, making sure that you know that, that something easily doesn't annoy her, like stupid dishes being left or laundry, or just making sure all the stuff like that is ticked and tied around the house, like just trying to be helpful and not annoying is probably would be the best way i would describe it i mean she was so well prepared she had everything taken care of it was just you know doing my part basically is what i would concentrate on and and of course doing whatever i have that um you know to for for discomfort i mean I, I think uh honey what the last i think month or two i bathed grayson because it was too uncomfortable for you to you know to get down on the floor in the tub or it just stuff like, like my that. my
1: belly couldn't, I couldn't like reach over with my belly. Yeah, just
2: <laughs> whatever was like that that I needed to, to, to pick up and do, I did that, That's yeah, that's really it, Heidi. She she's she's got always got everything handled.
0: Yeah. So Kelly we're gonna turn a corner and go into the labor and the delivery. But before we do that, for anyone who's listening who's carrying twins, what are some of your like best tips, tricks for surviving the pregnancy? and things that their partners could do to help them that Justin did to help you? Um,
1: that's a good question. So I would definitely, I feel like the body work in the chiropractor helped tremendously. Um, and I feel like for me in my pregnancies, like a body in motion stays in motion. Like I felt better when I was out, even just short, slow walks rather than just, you know, sitting It just that my body responded better to that. Um, but I do think, you know, seek help if you're able to. I know that's a luxury, but I think if you're able to or, you know, online yoga classes, things like that, um, I think that definitely helped me stay like physically well to be able to, to to carry the twins. Like the belts were helpful like carry the weight at the end. That's another. And then pregnancy pillows, like all the all the things there. And then from uh, from Justin's perspective, I mean, he's really good about. I guess making sure things were done, like I didn't have to worry about like taking the garbage out or, I mean, I don't really do that stuff. Anyway. I mean, we, we take turns. We have our division of responsibilities, but just making sure that there's like picking up the slack and he did a really good job doing that. Um, so I would just communicate with your partner and let them know, hey, I need you to step up and take care of this, that or whatever. Um, and I'm sure they would oblige, but he was really good about just picking up the slack where needed and I could kind of sit back and rest a little bit.
2: and
0: awesome. well, That's great advice for marriage too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. going go back like, Going back to the first
2: podcast, Heidi, it's, I, I feel like the instincts kick in. I mean, you, you see your wife, you know, carrying modeling. two babies at <laughs> one time. You're like, no, don't you dare pick that up. Don't you know, I got that. Go lay down, you know, be like, I, that's, that's kind of really what it was for me.
0: Yeah. So like protective mode, like you're already Whoa, like, yes. you know, like daddy bear around like these babies and your oh, wife, 100%. that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. We feel that in the room too. Like a lot of times as the doulas, it's like we, it's a, I don't want to mess with that energy. You know, it's like, like I'm just here to help and facilitate the plays. But like you, you tell me where to go, Justin, a lot of times, you know? Um, all right. Well, let's dig into the birth of the twins. So how did you know that you were in labor, (laughs) Kelly? surprise my water broke again
1: um it was I was 35 weeks and four days um and I really didn't I just I I I didn't feel any the first time around I kind of knew something was was happening um we had my mom come in um a couple days like three days prior I was like I want you here by 35 that was just like in my mind like a cutoff like I need you here to make sure we have help for our younger one in case something happens in the middle of the night and then lo and behold 35 and four, I felt a small pop out of nowhere. I wasn't sleeping much at that point. It's like so hard to get uncomfortable, but I think it was about maybe two o'clock in the morning, um, a small pop. And then unlike the first time, just a little trickle. Um, But in my mind, I immediately knew. I'm like, way different than the first time, night and day, this was just a small trickle. But then I I knew, I knew something was happening. My water just broke. called the doctor's office. and Of course they advised us to go in. Um, and at that point I was like continuously losing fluid. Um, and with twins, we basically, you know, at 35, um, weeks, two babies, we said, you know, we, we just need to go. In. And I know you and I had talked about that. We weren't going to really labor as ho- in at home as much just because of the twins. So we knew at that yeah. point we were going in. Yeah.
0: Well, first of all, your preterm premature yep. rupture of the membranes. So we're before 37 weeks and our water is broken as our first sign. So it's pprom prom So we've got pre-Prom. We knew if it was P-Prom, we were going straight in. We knew if yep. there was meconium, we were going straight in. And we kind of knew like if you were feeling labor at all, we were going straight in. <laughs> like With your history of precipitous, like we were just going to be yeah. where we needed to be um, there. Now, I I remember it was in the middle, kind of the middle of the night, early mm-hmm. morning when this happened. Yes. Okay. Yep. So you guys got there. You got all settled. Mm-hmm. And was it, it was just baby A's water was broken only? Partially broken.
1: Yep. And they actually had to do like two or three tests to confirm that it was actually amniotic fluid. They, it took several tests for them to even confirm that because it had just like torn, I guess, like partially Um, we went to the hospital at four. I think we checked, like checked in like four 30 ish in the morning.
0: Yeah. Okay. You guys are angels because you didn't call me until like seven in the morning or something. Like I slept all the way through the night and then you were like, Hey, we're at the hospital. Like, you know, (laughs) I don't even remember. I was like, okay. Like, (laughs) yay. We're doing this today. But I remember appreciating the sleep as a mother of two, you know? Um, so let's talk about what, so let's get into it. So then yeah. what happens?
1: So um, at 4.30, I went back and looked at the notes because I couldn't remember. I was at one centimeter, station negative three and 75% of phase I think that was something like that. Um, I think I got the times right. But so we, we ended up leaving triage about 7.30. We called you at seven. And we basically, the doctor on call had said, had started talking before we left triage about what we can do to speed labor up. And I said, nope, let's just go ahead and table these conversations. I'm going to wait till my doula gets here. I'm going to wait until we're in a room. I appreciate it, but thanks, but no thanks. Um, And we also asked about what midwives were on call because my practice had, we hadn't really finished the conversation because we thought we had a few more weeks, but I had basically kind of requested a midwife do the delivery, which typically in this practice, they don't allow because of twins, but I was healthy. There was no complications and they were open to it. So we kind of got lucky that the stars kind of aligned, but there was a midwife on call from the practice as well. So she was notified. And then we got to our room, I think like seven 30 ish and said, you know, let's just reevaluate in a few hours. So I think around nine ish is when the midwife came in. Um, and then we reevaluated where things
0: were. Yeah, and yeah. I remember I was like, "Well, I've got a plan. Like, we have yeah. <laughs> all these things we can do to get your labor going that you were pretty amenable to." Okay, so what was that? Co- what was that conversation like with the the midwife? How did you feel?
1: Yeah, I mean, I felt great. She was a hundred percent on board um, with us doing what we wanted to and allowing us to like try the pump and we did get in the bathtub which we were told we're not allowed um but <laughs> we did yeah we did break the rules a little right. bit there but um she basically said i'll give you more time if you want if you want more time i'll give it to you um and so i think after that point we decided she came back around like 11 30 ish i think it was like 9 yeah 11 and then at 12 o'clock we did, I remember what she called an aggressive membrane sweep. (laughs) Um, And so in between that time though, you had me in different positions. We were doing rebozo, is that what it's called? And had Mm -hmm. some um, like oils and things like that to maybe potentially speed things up. And they were progressing, but it just wasn't, I mean, it was progressing for sure, but it wasn't going super fast. And we knew we were somewhat on a a time clock because of the um, pressure that we were
0: getting from the, the doctor on call yeah well but did, it was it, oh go ahead justin did,
2: didn't we kind of get uh in trouble or our hand slapped for getting in the bath wasn't the the, the doctor wasn't too happy with us if i remember correctly right
0: yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> 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 like your vagina is not a vacuum i think i said that i'm like it's not a vacuum it's not sucking up water into like baby a like <laughs> I just can't even, you know what I mean? Who's making that laughter sound? That's crazy. I don't know. I heard heard it too. (laughs) I was like, like, wait, how big is this audience with this laughter sound? This is amazing, you know? But I mean, really, yeah, we got in trouble. Basically, they were like, don't get in the bathtub. And if you have a good doula, you'll get in the bathtub anyway. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about that. Because water is not harmful to babies or embryos. Like, and it, and it, not it
2: really helped out Kelly, too. I remember she got a lot more comfortable and it progressed things. It was the right thing to do by far.
0: Yeah, it was absolutely. So things were not going as quickly as they did with Grayson, like you were not having a precipitous labor but right. mm-hmm. things started to progress like i i distinctly remember every hour was different than the hour mm-hmm. before like okay got here at 7 that or 8 was different than 7 9 was different than 8 12 was different than 11 like it was slowly building like labor it, does it was and it's funny i
1: remember cuz like 2 days before we had our pre our last like prenatal um discussion and i remember saying you're like, what do you want out of this birth? And I'm like, I want it. I don't want it to be frantic. Like I want it to be calm and serene. And cause the last one was so frantic. And I remember sitting in the hospital room being like, okay, what is going on? Can we speed this up? And you're like, Kelly, wait a minute. You asked for like a, a like a less frantic birth you're getting. And I was like, you're right. I need to sit back and like enjoy this as much as you can. But it was funny. But yeah, each hour was different, but it was much slower than the last time.
0: Yeah. So we did a lot of squats. Yep. I remember because you were in shape and you had kept your body up. And I was like, this is going to really help. So we did a lot of squats and a lot of hip squeezes and a lot of movement. Is there anything that you feel like there was like, I was doing this thing and it really helped turn a corner. Like, when do you remember going, shit, this is real. I'm, oh God, it's happening. I'm an active labor. Um. Well, so
1: I think around, I will say this baby B, there were some things that you were doing that I was like, "Yeah, what in the yeah. world is she doing? But for baby A, there was nothing. I think it was just like a more of a steady progression. And so I think it, around like an hour or two after the membrane sweep, they did rupture the bag. So my baby A's water fully um,
0: ruptured,
1: fully ruptured it. Um, yeah. And then things picked up in a bit. I think like, an hour and a half later, he was born. He was born at 2.54, and I think they ruptured the bag at one thirty. So there was nothing with baby A. Baby B is a different story. But nothing with baby A that I felt like – it was just like a steady progression. All the things we were doing helped, and it was moving me towards the end goal. But there was, like, not one thing in particular that I feel like skyrocketed the,
0: the – And the, the reason that the water breaking skyrocketed is because you said we're negative three station. You know, like the like baby A was still very high – and mm-hmm. when you break the water, like fully, ru- it's already broken. So when you fully rupture it, it allows the head to come do- down and put pressure on the cervix so that it opens. Now, they told us we have to deliver a- baby A in the OR. But mm-hmm. if everything goes okay, we can move to back to the labor room for baby B. Great. I was like, I'm taking this very serious to the highest level of advocacy. I'm like, they say it, it's happening. So, do you remember? Like, were you scared at all when they were like, "We need to head to the OR"? I mean, it was definitely intimidating because, I mean, again,
1: just so different than the first time around. I remember feeling, and at that point, I was just, I, I mean, I was in a lot of pain, obviously without any type of epidural or any or any kind of intervention. Um, it was just. It, it was a little intimidating because they, they wheel you in and, you know, everybody has to put on the outfits and the hair, the net, the head things. And you go in and there's, you know, I'm sitting there contracting and I see all these people in lights and it's just a very different environment. So I definitely I don't know if I was scared, um, but I was kind of like intimidated and a little bit anxious. I just was like unsure. Um, well,
2: yeah. it, it was a little it, it was a little kind of w t f when you walked in because there's literally 38 people in that room You're like what are y'all doing here you know like come on at least that was i feel like that was kind of the reaction we had because there was literally what 11 12 people in that room when we got in there
0: yeah Damn. i remember thinking that too like we're just having a baby yeah, like everyone assembled they've got the whole like just in case yeah. assembled. You know, and um, which is great. I mean, that's why we're birthing in a hospital, but it is, it's right. a very small operating room. I mean, it's yeah. not like, it's not like a big operating room. And so we all kind of smushed in there. I was thankful as a doula. Um, doulas are not guaranteed to be in operating rooms across the country in the United States, but with good advocacy from the parents requesting that they don't want their doula to leave their side. I was able to be in there with you and think goodness. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: I was going to say I was going to bring that up that you, I, I feel like, and it was so funny the whole day. And our midwife was awesome. We were like, okay, this is what's happening. She was like, okay, let me just, let me check with the powers that be. And we were like, okay, yeah, this is what, this is what we're going to do. And we told her you're coming in. And she's like, I have no problem with that. Let me just, let me just check. So I feel like going in there with that knowing you, you kind of have to just own it and be your own advocate and have that, you know,
0: I think it helped the way we approach things. Yeah. And you approach things like I'm not sick. I'm right. not a patient. I'm a pl- client and I'm yep. about to pay you a lot of money. <laughs> so <laughs> you better get those ears open and listen. Um, I really loved that. Um, the confidence that you guys both brought to that birth and to that OR. So we get into the OR it is go time. There is an OB in there to oversee, but mm-hmm. the midwife was able to come to help for delivery and it, you didn't push for very long. Yeah. The first
1: one, I don't think it was
0: the first I, 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 I had yeah,
1: yeah, the first time, yeah, the first way was, it was pretty, it was pretty fast. I mean, I was not The contractions were hard. I was in pain. I was like, let's do this. Let's go. I want to, you know, I want to be done with this. Um, but you get in that zone and you're just like, you just kind of black out, but yeah, it wasn't, it didn't, I didn't push. I don't even
0: know how many times I pushed actually. I don't know, but (laughs) I just remember, I don't remember if it was right before or right after, but I remember being in the OR and being like, she has to get off of her back. Was that before you delivered or after? After.
2: After. Okay. That that was, that was after. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, How A did you A. deliver baby A?
1: Baby A, I was on my, I was on my back. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, I had been moving every minute in the, in the labor and delivery room, but I was like ready to push by the time they wheeled us in. And so I think I would, yeah, I just stayed on my back and pushed. Yeah.
0: And just pushed with all your might. Okay. Yep. So baby A is born and who, who yep. was that? Cause that's Hayden. I don't he was know. born. That one's Hayden. Yeah. Hayden,
1: okay. two fifty five pounds, five ounces. Um, And he was great. No, we didn't obviously have to go to the NICU or anything,
0: so. That's crazy, too, that you have a five-pound, five-ounce baby at 35 weeks gestation. (laughs) I I mean, that's a big old healthy boy, you know? Yeah. Okay, so now I remember this whole thing going on with, like, the delayed, we wanted delayed cord clamping, Mm -hmm. but it's, like, that's an interesting kind of thing when you're you're waiting on baby B and, and then they're assuming everyone in the room, including me, everyone is assuming that you're going to push baby a out. We're going to confirm baby B is head down and baby B is going to come out. Justin, is that what you thought was going to happen?
2: Yeah. I felt when after, (laughs) after Hayden came out, I was like, Oh, another easy one. No problem. We'll, we'll be done with this in 10 minutes. (laughs)
0: I kind of felt the same way. I was
2: like me too. Go Kelly.
0: Go <laughs> yeah. Kelly. this is awesome. Like you're this amazing birther and here comes B. So they they take Hayden and then they mm-hmm. bring Hayden back to you and I have this video and God help me. I hope you share it someday on the birth story podcast Instagram because it is like my favorite birth video of 17 years. You are in the operating room. You've just delivered Hayden, and he's nursing at your breast, and you're still having labor contractions, and now they're asking you to push baby B out, and I'm watching this video like I mean, I'm watching it in real, per- real life, <laughs> I mean, but in, I've since seen the video a hundred times more than I've seen, you know, experiencing this in real life. There's no, there's no words. Like there's this, you're seeing a woman in her full, full power more than I normally see a woman in her full power with one baby. Like you have just birthed a baby, you are nursing a baby at your breast, quietly c- soothing and cooing and comforting this baby. And then the next contraction hits and you are pushing with all your might. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I, I couldn't. I, Justin, how, how do you feel about that moment?
2: I mean, it's... it's- you know you, you you marry your wife and you don't think you can ever love her any more than you do at that point point. and then just like life happens and you 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 see her do things and see what she can accomplish and moments like that I mean I don't want to jump ahead I'm gonna to have to run here in a minute like how what she did what she did inside of three hours like it's just it's like damn like unbelievable
0: <laughs> yeah unbelievable ah.
2: I, I, don't, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's words in the English language like to really describe the feeling Heidi I, I, I don't I, I don't know
0: I don't know either because I experienced something that day like or witnessed and experienced something about the the power of a woman and the human body that like I don't get to see every day and, I, right. and, and regular childbirth is astounding you know so I don't know but I do remember so Justin just alluded to the next three hours it would be 3 hours until baby b was born so basically we started over but there's a lot there's a lot that i want our audience to hear about advocacy and movement and why it was so imperative you didn't have that epidural kelly i mean and how it, a successful vaginal birth occurred 3 hours later but it's pretty rare to birth that your twins three plus hours apart you know so at t- some point I tell
2: oh I'm sorry Heidi go ahead
0: oh no you no, go, I Justin gonna, I want some water I
2: was gonna say I, I tell anybody that will listen that, that that my wife has had three natural birth two out of the three of which were twins and, and I just I love seeing people's faces because like your, your wife did what I'm like yeah that's my wife
0: yeah mm-hmm. Don't mess with her, man. She will yeah. burn you. <laughs> Remember that, Justin. She <laughs> will burn you to the ground <laughs> with a fire. Okay. So my my recollection.
2: I, oh, go ahead. Justin, you miss the. I feel like I'm going to miss the best part. I've got some serious FOMO over here right now because I really want to hear the rest, mm-hmm. but I, I'll listen to it later.
0: Yeah. Well, we love you and you were there in real life. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. you, got so you know the story. All right, Justin, Honey, drop love off. You. You, Honey, man. I love you. Heidi, I love you too. <laughs>
2: Thank you again for that day. You will never be forgotten.
0: Oh my gosh. You're welcome. Well, we're going to dig into the last three hours of twin vaginal childbirth now. I can't hey, wait Kelly. to listen to it.
2: I can't wait to yeah. listen to it later. Take care. Thanks guys.
0: Thanks. Bye, Bye. Justin. So Bye. Kelly, we just left off. You're laying there. <sighs> you're You're nursing Hayden the pressure waves, the contractions are coming and they're like, pu- I remember ever, everyone, yeah. including me, were like, push. Yeah.
1: I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> and we probably did that. I mean, I look back and I think we did that for too long. We probably did that for 45 minutes. I, I honestly
1: don't even remember how long it it was. I, I, I just remember people telling me to push and I was in such a weird days. Like again, like nursing Hayden and like still contracting that I was like, okay, I, I mean, Cause I never in my mind thought my biggest fear was a breach extraction. My biggest fear was baby B would flip and they'd have to extract. I just never in a million years thought babies could come that far apart and that I would be doing this all over. But He was at a station zero. I went back to look at the notes and yeah, we were pushing and pushing. And I think we just realized like, he's not coming. Like this baby's not coming right now.
0: He's just not ready. You know, a zero station is still very high. Your cervix is clearly complete. I mean, it was already open. Hayden is open, but having baby B then whose water was still intact tuck their chin, push their shoulders in, engage your pelvis. I mean, sometimes that's their own unique journey as it was with baby B, whose name is Hudson. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with this goes on for far too long as your doula, I will go back and tell you, I I wish I would have intervened a little bit sooner, but like, I think we all thought like the next push is like, the push, you know, where that, that water, baby B's water is going to break or whatever. Now, mind you, you're the umbilical cord (laughs) or baby A is hanging out of you. So they've Uh cut the cord, but this is like, I want people to know with twins, like what you're going, what's going on here die, die. So at the end, the placentas will actually fuse. So even die, die, the placentas which they kind of ends up looking like two hearts right or Mm -hmm. a peanut or something but they end up fusing but so the umbilical cord (laughs) placenta and the umbilical cord for baby a are still up there attached to baby b okay so we've got this umbilical cord hanging out kelly's trying to nurse the (laughs) next contraction's happening you're on your right side and we're making her we're we're coach pushing you we're making Mm -hmm. you push okay but i don't think I think at some point we said, actually, Dr. yeah, 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 who I love, mm-hmm. said, do you feel yeah. the urge to push? Yes. I remember that. And I said, no. <laughs> said, no, I'm only pushing because you guys are making me push. And then like, <laughs> as your doula, my heart's breaking in half. And I'm like, oh, OK, great. Then get off of, I, I said, get flip over. Like, get yeah. on your hands and knees. Like, somebody take she this did. baby. Mm-hmm. So Justin takes Hayden. I'm like, we got to get Hayden out of the way. And I'm like, get over here on your hands and knees. And maybe about 10 minutes we do that. And then I start saying, can we get out of here? Why are we in the OR? Why are we in the OR? Goodbye, OR. I mean, I think I said it over and over again. And everyone was really like nervous to leave the OR. It surprised Mm -hmm. me. I wouldn't say there was like pushback. Like, no, we're not going to leave the OR, Heidi. That wasn't happening. It was more like we've. I got the feeling that they've never Actually left yeah. the OR. Did you get that That's, feeling? Yes,
1: a hundred percent. And Justin and I talk about it all the time. It's like you took command. Like, and again, it goes back to that advocacy. It wasn't like, can we leave the OR now? I don't think she, this baby. It was like, We we're gonna leave. We need to leave. She needs to go back to labor and delivery. She can't, you know, she's this baby isn't gonna come out in here with these lights and these people. We need to go. And I don't there was no pushback. You're right. It was more like, yeah, I I I believe, I think you're right. Like they just were like, we Uh, This doesn't really happen before, but you took charge and were like, we need to, we're leaving. We're going to take her back. And they were like, okay.
0: That was my whole feeling as I just thought like, "Um, this is really interesting, but it feels like what we're about to do, which they said we would do, they've never actually fucking done that before. Right. You know, (laughs) (laughs) F word, live on fireside. Sorry, everyone. Um, (laughs) So we, so like Kelly said, I took charge the Mm -hmm. midwife, the doctor, everyone was on board. Everyone was on the same page. I think someone just needed to say it out loud. Like she needs the lights off. She needs a toilet to labor on. She needs to squat. She needs to walk. She needs all these 1200 people away from her. And she needs like basically Hayden to know Hayden's okay. Like with Justin. So we leave. So we leave. Mm -hmm. We're like, bye. And it was probably like an hour. I would guess we left that I would guess we left the OR around four PM, about an hour after delivery. Yeah,
1: yep. It probably. was it was
0: a long time in there. Okay, so then, yeah, I loved I mean, it.
1: It's crazy. I just, I mean, it's such a it's such a blur, but it, it feels like it was just yesterday. But yes, yeah, so we got back to the labor and delivery room, the same we were room we were in. It was such like a mental mind. F, I won't say it because we're live on Fireside, but to see like I couldn't hold my baby, like I couldn't hold Hayden. Like I saw him for, I don't know, 15 minutes, and then I had to give him to Justin. So I was sitting there, like I remember leaning over the bed, you know, contracting with an umbilical cord hanging out of me. Um, and I'm watching was sitting there watching Justin with the baby, and I'm like, This like, what is going on right now? Like, is this baby ever gonna come? And I know you had me in all different kinds of positions, and I think there was at that, that one point you asked earlier. Like Was there anything that you felt like was pushing things along? And Whatever you were doing when I was on my side in the bed, I feel like every time you put me in a particular position, like a big surge would come. And I was, it, it, every single time, it was like one step closer to being ready to push, one step closer to being ready to push. And it was just... I just don't know how to describe it. I I just I never in a million years thought it would it would be that long. I think at one point I looked at you and was like, I I just need a C-section like you just need to get this baby out of me. This is we're starting over from scratch. I just did this. I thought I was going to push a baby out, push another baby out and be done. I geared up mentally to do this and I did it. And now I have to do it again. Like what is going on? But yeah, you and the nurse, the amazing nurse, were looking at me and being like, "Kelly, you're so close. We we, like we actually cannot physically do a C-section right now, but you're so close." And then yeah, I think he was born at five five eighteen. Yeah, Hudson
0: came. Yep. So right now people are like, "Well, what did I do? What was that?" Yeah. Okay. So we did. We labored on the toilet. We labored on your hands and knees. We labored in the bed on your side. We, lab- we just kept moving your body, but we did a mixture of knees in calves out to so like kind of pushing your knees in towards you and then pulling your legs out wide. I was also pushing on your sacrum and trying to move your tailbone out of the way and then pushing on the other side of your pelvis to try to open the outlet of your pelvis to try to get him more, just more engaged. And and it's millimeters, right? Every surge, if, if you can get a baby to tuck their chin and square their shoulders and all that kind of stuff. What I don't remember was when did his water break or did they A-ROM his water? They broke it.
1: Yeah. I they think broke it. Not long after we got back. Because I think things like, again, they were, it feels like it was progressing quickly, but I don't know if it was, that they, they got checked a couple of times and then they broke, they broke his water and then he came pretty, you know, pretty after quickly that. after that. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember so. you saying too, like Kelly, you birthed, because we were in all these positions and I think when I was ready to push you were like, get on your back. That's how you birth two babies. Like, mm-hmm. this is what, you know, this is what you feel comfortable with. And I was like, you're right. And we, cause I think I was, I was still moving all the time, but yeah, he, I birthed him on my back, but I mean, being able to move my body and not, I mean, that's, and again, this goes back to like, there's no way I could have done this without a doula or with an epidural. It would have been a very different outcome. Like it just, it, the stars aligned for us for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. And I want people to hear this. This is really important. It's okay to birth on your back. It's not okay to push on your back for three hours. Right. Right? Like it was great for Kelly for three hours to squat, walk, move, sway, lay, rest, all the things. And then she found her power for those last couple pushes on her back. That's okay for you to find your power, right? Because by that point, we've already opened the outlet. The head is coming, right? To get to that point, though... We need movement. Whether you have an epidural or not, we need movement. Right. Kelly, completely unmedicated, three hours in between the births of your sons. You go from having a precipitous birth, which is typically once you have a precipitous, all are precipitous, to then having a, you know, an all-day, basically a 12-hour labor for your twins, yeah. you know? Um, it completely night and day differences. I am yes. so proud of you. Thanks. <laughs> so we do delayed cord clamping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get all the things, the one giant placenta that is fused yeah. together comes out. That was the surprise for me is I didn't realize they always typically always fuse together.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that either.
0: I, I have was a, picture all of it. <laughs> a
1: picture of it and it's like ginormous, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either. Because I was like waiting for like Hayden to be born and then Hayden's placenta to be born. Like, I don't know what I was remembering in my mind. I mean, I've had a lot of the placentas fused before, but I didn't realize. I remember the doctor saying, oh yeah, Heidi, they like almost always are fused. And I was like, oh. Great, see, I learned something new on all the births. <laughs> so, if you're carrying twins, here we go. You'll probably end up with one big old placenta in the end. Did you do placenta encapsulation? I did. Mm-hmm. And then, do they okay. charge you more money when you have a big old two placentas yeah. versus? one? I think it was a little bit more. Yeah, I
1: think it was. Okay, but I haven't. I got like a ton of pills. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say because I feel like it's probably a ton more work in yeah. capsules because yeah. it's it's so much. Um, what? Why did you do placenta encapsulation?
1: Um, I did it with Grayson and I felt like, um, you know, I talked to my doctor about it and they said, yeah, you know, if, if that's something that's, that you're interested in. I felt like for me, I was, I I was an overproducer milk for both children. Um, so I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but it did help. Like, I feel like it helped stable my mood. Again, I don't know if there's no matter, you know, I don't know how many research papers have been done about this. I felt like for me personally, it helped with mood and milk. So that's
0: why I did it again. Yeah. Placentas are really hard to study, right? Yeah. Because there's not, how do we really do a study? Every single placenta is completely different. Every single mom is completely different. Every baby is completely different. So how do we, like this placenta and what it's, what it contains is going to be completely different than the next placenta and the next placenta. So it's, You know, research is one of those things that just remains anecdotal, right? Right. We have studied things like iron, like the consumption of placenta pills with iron. But I mean, it's really hard when you don't have placebo controlled the same placenta over and over again to do a good clinical trial. That's just not, it's never going to happen. Right.
1: Yeah. I I feel like even if it was a placebo effect, like my mind I mean, I was really lucky that I didn't have any, you know, I think I had a little postpartum blues with the twins just because it was a really hard time with two newborns. But I don't I think it was more situational. I don't just being stressed like with Grace and I had like the perfect, happy, you know, great postpartum experience. Um, So I think I attributed it to the pill. So maybe it was placebo effect. But I was like, well, if it worked last time, I'm gonna go ahead and do it again.
0: Yeah, I totally blame everything good on my placenta pill. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, they're amazing. I had so much energy. All the things went perfect because of my placenta. You know, (laughs) it's so good. Okay, well, Kelly, thank you so much for sharing your birth story today, live on Fireside and on the Birth Story podcast. Before we go, I ask all of the guests to share what is your favorite baby product or mommy Mm. product, um, especially with twins. So, if someone's pregnant right now, they they're finding. Out, we have three sets of twins in the um my dual Heidi and dual a differently birth community for 2022. So, we're really excited for our three upcoming twin births. So, what do they need to add to their registry?
1: Oh, gosh, for twin births, there were three things that saved us the twin Z pillow. Mm -hmm. Um, the table for two was, was critical. Um, and we still used that and we don't use it anymore, but we used it up until almost a year. And then there, and I don't know the name of them. I got them. I ordered them from like a UK site, but they are bottle. You put the there's like a, it's like a scrunchie with like a little pillow. Um, and it's like a, it holds the bottle for them. So when I was like pumping, they could, it would basically prop bottles, which you're right there. So I know you're not supposed to do that, but, um, they market them for twin moms and they were amazing. So I I don't know the name of it, but I can send it to you.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's find out. And I'll put a link to all of Kelly's favorite go-to baby products in the show notes. So. Um, Kelly, we actually had an audience on Fireside today, which is amazing as this app is growing. And so thank you to everyone who joined and listened today. And um, Kelly, this will broadcast out onto all the podcast players probably in a couple of weeks too. So thank you for being on and for everybody listening. And I hope you'll share about Fireside, download the app and join me each week as I interview Um, everyone live about their birth <laughs> stories. And that was really fun that we got to pop Justin on as a speaker too. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. Thanks I I appreciate everything. This is fun and like, you're amazing. We love you. So
0: I love you. Well, Thanks. thank you for choosing me <laughs> and for sharing your story here as well for other moms. We'll talk to you soon. Happy holidays.
1: Right. Thanks. You
0: too. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. And before you go, I would love to see you in class at Birth Story Academy. As a reminder, you can use code Birth Story Podcast to get the course for $98 between now, whenever you're listening, and February 1st. Pre sales and that discount ends, price doubles. So hope to see you in class.